Um, I greet you all with the peace, love, and joy of Jesus. Thank you, Aaron, and thank you, Chris, uh, for allowing me to be here and have the opportunity to speak with you all. Um, I'm pretty nervous right now, uh, so y'all bear with me. Um, as Aaron mentioned, my name is Stacey J. Whitaker Harris, and I moved to the Valley about four years ago from Georgia. However, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm the blessed mother of three beautiful adult jewels. One of my jewels is here with me today, my Stashana. <laughs> it's okay, you can clap for her. <laughs> and I'm grateful to be here tonight again to speak on the theme of expectancy. My topic again is the pressure of waiting. I'm actually gonna start, yeah, hey, I'm up there on the screen. Because I'm a visual person, I like created all of this stuff back there. You guys can look up or you can look at me, listen, whatever, however you wanna do it. Um, so I'm going to start with uh, sharing the Psalm 25, verses 1 through 3a, uh, 4 through 10, and 17 from the message version of the Bible. I promise not to preach, but I am a teacher, so I can't promise that I will not teach. And the word reads as this. It says, my head is high, God, held high. I'm looking to you, God. No hand dog skulking for me. I've thrown in my lot with you. You won't embarrass me, will you? Or let my enemies get the best of me. Show me how you work, God. School me in your ways. Take me by the hand. Lead me down the path of truth. You are my savior, aren't you? Mark the milestones of, my, of your mercy and love, God. Rebuild the ancient landmarks. Forget that I sold my oats. <laughs> I'm sorry, my wild oats. <laughs> Mark me with your sign of love. Plan only the best for me, God. God is fair and just. He corrects the misdirected, sends them in the right direction. He gives them, he, I'm sorry, he gives the rejects his hand and leads them step by step. From now on, every road you travel will take, will take you to God. Follow the covenant signs and read the chartered directions. My heart and kidneys are fighting each other. Call a truce to this civil war. Here's the breakdown for tonight. I'm gonna to share my story starting with the dream, then move to the expectation, next to the war within, and conclude with the renewal. So here's the dream. How many of you had a big dream when you were growing up? Yeah? Well, some of you might be like me and still have a big dream. When Aaron asked me to speak, I was like, sure. I told myself, you got this. But if I can be honest, this has been a really tough week. At first, I thought the shift inside was due to the seasonal changes. And then I thought I was feeling overwhelmed because so many of my loved ones are facing challenges right now that I have no control over. I later realized that I did not much get much sleep this week because I've been diligently working on building the dream. Code words for my business and all the plans that come with taking your dream from your head and your heart and putting it on paper. I've been preparing my pitch for Hustle Phoenix Pitch Night, which is happening in a few weeks. So me and my oldest, and you all are invited, so me and my oldest, Jewel, have been burning the midnight oil. Lack of sleep can definitely make you feel out of sorts, right? Anybody experience that? Okay. See, ever since I was a little girl, I dreamed that God had special plans for me. I dreamed of being a college graduate, of studying psychology and law, of singing, becoming a philanthropist. Yes, that's a lot of dreams. 
And I even dreamed that I would be called Dr. Whitaker one day. And although I wouldn't, I know I wouldn't pursue medical at all. That's like not on it. But I still had many dreams. Here's the thing. I grew up in a low-income neighborhood in southwest Baltimore called Westport. I witnessed so much pain in my community. Kids getting jumped or beat up. I saw people's needs left unfulfilled. My unhoused friends slept under bridges or on street benches, much like we see here in Arizona. The TV was always filled with hungry children all around the world. Hatred, adverse childhood experiences, and domestic violence seemed to be a common thing. And to make matters worse, my daddy died when I was five. And as a little girl, I felt really lost. I promised that I wouldn't cry. So with all the odds seemingly stacked against me, why would I have the audacity to dream? The dream is pretty lengthy. So because my time is short, I won't share it, but I'll just share the encounter that I had with God when I was eight years old, that I encountered God when I was eight years old. He asked me to trust him, and I said yes. When you say yes to God, you won't necessarily know the outcome in advance, up front. You just have to wait. To live optimistically is not to live unbalanced as a dreamer, but rather to live in the dream, believing what you thought and making it a reality. And yes, that's an original quote. <laughs> it's in one of my books or some writing. The expectation. Um, I think Jensen, she uh, kind of explained and shared expectancy, so I'm going to share it too, but I'm going to share the, the actual definition, just one part of it. The act, action, or state of expecting. And also the Hebrew translation for the, of the word expectancy, meaning expectation, expectancy, suspense, anticipation, and looking forward. Have you ever had to talk yourself to yourself while you were waiting for something big? Anybody had to do that? Okay, me too, many times, especially now. Maybe the wait was about the news for a job that you applied for, or maybe you were waiting for, uh-oh, my computer said you're moving too fast. <laughs> or maybe you were waiting to see if the investors would come through for the, with the money to help you jumpstart your business, like me. Maybe you're waiting on your partner to say yes to a marriage proposal. Sometimes 10 to 15 seconds can seem like a lifetime. Or maybe you've been waiting on the results of a pregnancy test. In those moments, you may have had to give yourself some positive self-talk to remind yourself that you're a winner, you're a conqueror, that you are abundantly blessed, that you are worthy, that you are loved, that God is faithful, or whatever you've had to tell yourself to help you get through those moments. This quote was important to me when I saw it. I was just like, oh. That fits. As I get older, I find more and more, it more and more easy to watch a pot until it boils. How many times have anybody heard a watch pot never boils? That has to do with patience. <laughs> the war within. Friday night, I had a flood of emotions, which made me again ponder the reason of, for my sudden tears. And when I start to feel like this, I naturally miss home and all of my family members because they're all 2,000 or more miles away. And Saturday morning when I woke up, I realized that I felt lonely. I wasn't alone, but I really felt alone. I also felt like I wasn't being authentically who God called me to be. I was given this grand vision, and although I have accomplished so much, 
I'm a first generation college graduate. I attended law school twice, but that's a story for a different day. <laughs> I earned a master's degree in law, focused in business, and I recorded an album despite the fact that not many people have heard the music. <laughs> so it's not out there. Nobody knows what it is. And I have so many dreams that I have yet to share with anyone, and mainly because of um, the past that I've encountered so many hurts from people that I loved and trusted, but also because it sometimes feels too big. It feels unrealistic, maybe. And I feel like I have been waiting forever for things to just fall in place, which sometimes has me doubting myself and questioning whether I'm capable. I sometimes feel like Jonah in the sense that when the internal war commences, I go and sit under the shriveled tree trying to hide instead of walking out the purpose for which God created me. Running and hiding and being disobedient to the call of my life just brings unnecessary pain. So why do I do this? Why do I allow all of these voices to enter into my head, which leads me to even more internal confusion and stifles my ability to accomplish the dream? Accept the detours. They are meant to grow you and to groom you, not to disrupt and to destroy you. That's what I had to tell myself. That's that positive self-talk. The renewal. Over the last several days, I've been praying about showing up authentically and confidently as I work on year 12 of a business dream. I continued my prayers for my family and my desire for authentic connection. And when I woke up yesterday, a friend sent me, had sent me a video on the teaching that spoke to my spirit. You wouldn't believe what it was about. It was about walking out the call on your life with authenticity and doing so with loving support. The teacher spoke about the relationship between Elizabeth and Mary and the importance of them being connected. I won't attempt to restate all that was shared yesterday, but what I will say is that my spirit broke open and I began to weep. I mean, I cried so hard I thought I was going to wake Stashana up because she was laying next to me. While I was weeping, I began to thank God for the word and reminded that he heard me all week long. Then I received a call from my brother, my biological brother, to remind me that I'm not alone. Look at God. That was so powerful. I was in the midst of crying, and my brother called me. He was like, what's going on? And I'm like, he said, are you asleep? I said, no, not really. He said, are you crying? Yes. What's wrong? <laughs> That's a brother for you. Much like David in Psalms 25, I found myself looking to God for deliverance from my internal conflict and the overwhelming voices that have attempted to drown out the voice of God. I was leaning into the heart and voice of God to cover me from shame as I sought to do what he had commissioned me to do. Asking God to lead me down the path of his truth and the truth of who he called me to be in the earth. Praying for God to continue to cover me with his mercy and love as he renewed the vision he gave me while helping me to walk in that same mercy and love. Like verse 7, I asked God to forgive me for not trusting him. I thanked him for sending me the, in the right direction. I expressed gratitude for him sending me step-by-step -step instructions while not only on the business building journey, but my journey and heart to build others. And finally, I asked God to help me deal with my inward war, war that's constant and going and the external wars of all the things that we see happening around us so that I will be able to exemplify who he is in me because we are all 
All of us are all connected and everything that begins within us projects outwardly and impacts all of us. See, the pressure of waiting can make you get second guess whether you even know God. It will make you doubt that you can have an impact. It will make you drop your dreams. It will breed inner confusion. But the best part of God is that he always sends signs to let you know that he has not left you nor forsaken you. And he will send people, you and I are those people, to hold up your arms when you are weak. He sent me three, three signs. My friend with the word about Mary and Elizabeth that reminded me about authenticity and connection. My brother to remind me that I'm not alone. And my oldest jewel to hold up my arms when I'm weak. I'm sure that coal never dreamed it could become beautiful, valuable diamonds, but only after encountering enormous pressure. I'm certain that the expectation of birthing a baby is also met with the fear of the pain required to bring that baby to life. I'm convinced that we know relationships are important, but the war within us, it just breeds fear of connection to prevent us from achieving the reality of our dreams in loving community. But most of all, I'm 100% living proof that the daily renewing of our minds is key to successfully accomplishing the purpose for which you and I were born. The pressure of waiting gives us an opportunity, one, to release anxiety for what we cannot control. Two, to trust God knows full well the plans he has for us. Three, to be still inside, to be still inside while diligently doing our part outwardly to align with God's plan. Four, intentionally build authentic connections. And five, show up unapologetically as God's children. No more running from me. I'm allowing everything to unfold in the ways, order, and timing of God in great expectation of diamonds from all the pressure. This baby is already beautiful. I hope my story encourages someone today that may have a similar inner conflict going on. I, again, I leave you with the peace, love, and joy of Jesus. Thank you.